Hi, this is Variety Shandavir Fakashi Media Podcast Live, giving you a commentary on some personal stuff going on with me and my self-discovery and my own journey and my own life. A few days ago, I had someone um, text me and have a plea to say that they wanted me to stop dishonoring their mother and acknowledge her as my mother. I cannot do that. My mother is Florence Ballard and was Florence Ballard, the founder of the Supremes, and I am Nicole. And I had someone text me today, this morning, that said, I know Nicole Chapman. She's a friend of mine. And they're going to sue you. Sue me for what? It's all over social media that I said we are not the same person. I said that a long damn time ago. That we are not the same person. So sue me. And I'll bring all my DNA ancestry and everyone else who matches me as well on my mother's Florence mother's side of the family and my mother's Florence father side of the family who are my cousins, her nephews, her brother's children that I match as well, great-grandmothers and so on and so forth. So bring it. I have nothing to hide. It's the fact that everyone else has always been trying to be me. They have been taken from me for years. Piggybacking off of me for years. Wanting to separate me from my siblings. Take my child from me. Act like they got it going on down there in Detroit and act like they don't know me, but yet they're in my daughter's life and my grandkids' life. But they want to get up on television pretending like they don't know me, like I'm Fing. There's nothing fake about me. They changed my name when my mama died to something else. And I changed it to something else to suit my own preference or what I want to be called as well. So the answer is no, hell no. I don't give anybody that credibility. Now, the only thing I can say is this. Gwen... However, along with other people, support. But Gwen was able to have the role acting as a mother to me after my mother died. However, my mother had already started making preparations for some things for me because of her health. However, everything wasn't quite done the way it could have been, as far as I know. But I discovered a lot of things on my own that I realized. But I know who I am, where I lived, my mama's homes, and so on and so forth. People always have something on the internet. I don't get my information about my mother, Florence Ballard, from the internet. When I talk about my mother, Florence Beller, I talk about her because she was my mother, the woman that made me, the woman that carried me, the woman whose voice I heard inside of her womb when she used to cry constantly. She cried so much that it dropped the tear down my eye in the womb. And I could hear her crying. I could hear her arguments. I can hear her sadness. I can feel her sadness. I don't talk about my mother Florence Ballard from gossip, 
from newspaper articles or sit down and talk to people and get stories that were recreated. I talk about my mother just like I wrote in my book. Rich and famous, famous and broke. My mother Florence Ballard. When the lights went down, they called her Penny. And I didn't say a damn thing about Blondie. I said Penny. Because that's what I know my mother as. I know my mother's children. I know my siblings. I know the homes that I lived in in Detroit. I know the places that I travel with my mother too, globally around the world. So I don't have the same story as the Chapmans have. Because I've never lived my life as a Chapman, ever. Now I know different people that I have seen that visited the home and so on and so forth. And I know what type of life I lived. Way before it comes down to being on welfare. I know the life that I lived. I sat on a bidet in the house, a toilet that washed my ass when I took a piss. I was a privileged, spoiled with love child. And everyone who knows me, the real Nicole, knows that. And I was my mama's baby. I walk in the room, I light up the room, even if she was down and out. Soon as I walk in the room, the glow comes on her face. So, I don't care about people talking about taking me to court. Take me to court. Because you're still looking for money. And some of that money was already given to me anyway. Because my daddy gave it to me personally so there's a lot of things that they would never talk about that I would talk about in my book on my podcast and so on and so forth no I don't have a lot of people like me a lot of people didn't like me then when I was a kid because I was a smart aleck a smart mom spoke my mind but I couldn't help it that was just the way I am I'm a Sagittarius But anyway, no, I wasn't born in October. I was born in December. That's why my mother loved singing to me, Silent Night. Because I was born a week before Christmas. Her greatest gift. At least one of them. So there are family members who may have, well, there's a lot of you who have not seen me over the years. You know, but those who really know me, they know I was a chocolate drop when I was a born, newborn baby. They knew that. So there's not even anything different. I know for a fact that Nicole Chapman, Michelle Chapman, Lisa Chapman, all know Gail Chapman very well. And you know who she is to you. Anyway, um, that's about it. Because I really don't have really much to really harbor on. Because it's old to me. People can state their opinions of me or the videos, so on and so forth. There's one video that I do have on my Akashi Media Channel 1217 YouTube channel. It says that I was Florence Ballard's niece. Yes, that's true. It did say that. It did come out my mouth to say that I did say that I was her niece. I did say that. I wasn't ready to be in an interview. It was just someone who dealt with Motown, who was around Barry Gordy, 
who deals with Barry Gordy on a regular basis, and they so happened to see me in San Francisco, and they recognized me, and they knew me, and they said, hey, you want to do an interview with me real quick? And I was like, oh. I said, okay. So I did this this little sit-down, you know, question-and-answer video um, interview, and... um, I was trying to hold back tears when I started talking about my mom a little bit, you know, because that was something that I buried in a way, you know, it's like I moved on from it, you know, um, and bringing her up, it just kind of like choked me up a little bit because it was good memories, you know, but at the same time, sad at the same time because she wasn't here, but it was around her birthday, but I could feel her spirit around me. And um, that was something that was meant to be, you know. And I just said that because I just wasn't prepared because no one had seen me in the public eye since the Jet Magazine um, interview that mom did. No one, you know, saw me since then. And mom said that during that time when we took the uh, pictures for the Jet Magazine, she said the reason why we're taking this um these photographs and doing this interview is because I don't want the world to forget what my kids look like, you know, and all her kids were not there, by the way. Um, so, and, and that was it. She said, I don't, I don't want the world to forget what you look like, you know, but you all did basically some of you. Um, but, um, there are people that still when when Lisa and them got on television saying that they were on welfare, there were people that were on chats and different social medias and different blogs and different um, communities that were saying, where's Nicole right afterwards? Where's Nicole? Where, where is Nicole? Nicole with the H, Nicole. You know, Nicole with the cold black hair, Nicole. Um, Nicole, chocolate Nicole, Coco, where is she? Where's Roz at? Um, and they knew that was not me because I've never been that light skinned. I was almond, but I wasn't that bright light skinned. So, um, you know, um, that Nicole used to be over at Maxine's house a lot you know and then whenever Maxine had Thanksgiving dinners and or Christmas dinners and things like that or Easter dinners and I used to go over there they were never there they were there like maybe maybe once before mom died but after that they weren't around when I came over they weren't there they were staying with Mary Wilson as a matter of fact as far as I know you know and then Patricia, you know, other people. But they didn't keep them around me, you know. So, um, and then they didn't keep me around my family that I had, you know, that I was growing up with, that I was used to, my friends and everyone, you know, my siblings. Um, so they did that so I would be forgotten or people were forgetting me because my birthday wasn't celebrated anymore like my mother used to celebrate it. And so this person who called me up is a relative, a cousin. And she wanted me to not continue to uplift my mother, Florence. The hell to you. Because number one, your mother has done so much bad to me and my daughter. My daughter went to Detroit for a visit and you turned around and took my daughter under a fake fraud guardianship in Detroit and didn't even call me. She didn't call me, your mother didn't call me or you didn't call me because you guys came involved in this, this, this um, underhanded, Thing that you did deliberately. My daughter wanted to visit Detroit again because she missed the snow. Then you had the audacity to take her around Linda and Michelle, who she didn't know and never met. 
And then they're going to act like they don't know me. You know, a big facade. I really don't give a damn. Because I live this lie every day. Even with my child being in Detroit. My daughter was in a house fire. And you didn't call and tell me that the house caught on fire. What mother does that? What mother does that? You put my daughter in a bad school. What mother does that? My mother never did those things to me. My mother loved me. I don't owe you nothing. You need to fix it. You need to fix your life. You need to fix what you've done. I don't owe you anything. My daughter owes you nothing. You took because you are a hater of us. You didn't want my daughter to get picked for the Sparks, LA Sparks, WNBA. You didn't want her to be a professional basketball player. You got jealous of that. You want to take her away from that. You thought she talked too well. You didn't like that she went to good schools in California. You hated that. You wanted her to go to Detroit where they didn't have no schools open. My daughter has always gotten straight A's. You want to have it so you can say she get bad grades or never graduated? You're crazy. Crazy people do crazy things like that. And I'm not crazy and my daughter's not crazy. There ain't nothing wrong with my child. Nothing. My daughter wasn't ready to be involved with boys, but you wanted her to be that? Because that's all I guess that's how you do. Oh, how y'all do? You wanted my daughter to have children with different people because you've had kids with different people? You know, it's just a, 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 a crazy ass world in Detroit that you all seem to live and you just mad. The same type of mad that you cause so much harm in someone's life that you get mad because they don't need your ass. You want to bring them down as far as they can go. You want to take everything they got. You want to take their money. You want to take their house. You want to take their family. But when they rise up and show you they can walk away with zero and be zero and walk away with zero and God bring them back to the top because God got his plan in their life for them to be successful anyway and you're not going to stop that plan you get mad you get mad Gail said my kids are going to be big stars okay well who the fuck was trying to stop them nobody I didn't care if your kids became big stars and what that mean to me nothing it didn't mean anything to me now. It doesn't mean anything to me then. I was a kid myself. Okay, and and I sung in the recording studio with Michael Jackson. My voice is on a lot of Motown tracks at Motown. Mom was presently there. Because when mom was going through hard times, I said, Mom, I want to sing like Michael. Let me get on the stage and sing like Michael. Mom, we're going through hard times. Mom, I'll do anything so we can keep our home and do anything, Mom. I'll sing on stage, dance on stage. Let me sing like Michael. And Mom looked at me and said, I'm the mother. I'm supposed to take care of you. I said, oh, Mom, please, you can be my manager. Please, 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 please. Let me try it. And so... Mom did. She did try it. Mom did arrange an audition with Barry Gordy at Motown. And we did go to the Motown studio. Michael was presently there. Mom was there. The producers were there. And they had everything set up and I walked in. And Barry said, just sing anything you want, anything you know, any school song, anything. I said, what if it's a nasty song? And it got some nasty words in it. He said, don't worry, we'll edit it out. (laughs) Um, 
mom was like just sitting there, you know. So I got on the microphone and they set me on a chair and they pulled the microphone to my mouth. I can't tell you exactly how old I was. How old was I? I was about six, seven, between six and seven, I would say. I was about six or seven years old, I think, something like that. Um, but I was young. I spent a lot of time with my cousins. I spent a lot of time with Diana because she did keep me as well. Um, a lot of people don't know that, that Diana Ross was my babysitter. And she did watch me a lot um, while they did different um, performances in the studio and stuff. And, um, and then someone else came to watch me when she had to go to the studio and things like that. But mom did take me to the studio and, and do an audition. And I had to do Rock and Robin. And um, the one thing they said about that audition in my voice is that I did sound like Michael and they said she sounds just like Michael you can't even tell them apart you know and um but they mixed it in but I don't think they I don't know if they gave me credit but Michael said the least you can do is give her credit on the song that's the least you can do (laughs) Michael was always looking out for me and Janet um which song did I do? Rock and Robin. I did the beginning of that. Uh, I said, Twinlin, 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 Twin, Twin, your breasting. <laughs> you rock in a tree top all day long, huffing and a puffing and singing that song. All the little girls go chamber street. Go tweet, 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 rock and robin, tweet, 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 rock and robin, tweet, tweet, tweet. All of the girls gone red and gone rock tonight. Daddy's in the kitchen, stirring that rice. Uh, I said, uh, Papa's on the corner and shooting that dice. Brothers in jail, raising that hair. Cookies on the corner, selling cookies for sale, rock and robin. That was the nasty part of it. <laughs> Rock and Robin. All oh, little girls gonna rig on right tonight. Twin Lily. Twin Lily. Twin Lily. Twin Lily. Twin Lily. Twin Lily. Twin. Twin. Your breath stink. <laughs> That's what I had to sing. That's what I sung on my version on Rock and Robin. <laughs> For my audition in Motown with Barry Gordy and all the producers and my mama, Florence Ballard. And what was my mother's expression? A picture where the eyes going wide open going, and her mouth falling down to the floor. <laughs> That was her expression. She was speechless. <laughs> and everyone in the studio, they laughed. They said, okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, yeah, that's me, Nicole. In the beginning of Rock and Robin. And my voice is blended in with Michael Jackson. I never looked at the album or the credits to see if they actually gave me any... Um, vocal credits but yeah that was me uh, singing uh, with Michael Jackson um, blending his voice in with my voice on Rock and Robin at the beginning going tweet lee lee tweet lee lee that's me um, but we sound just alike they said we sound like twins you couldn't tell us apart so that's me but I never looked at the credits so maybe they did maybe they didn't uh, maybe I'll look at the credits one day and see if I was really on there as vocals but yeah um, they used me on there um, vocally as my audition so I don't know what they did I'm sure they got videotapes because they videotape everything too and everything so I just wanted to, wanted to share with you all but no um, I'm really in a different place in my life right now and um, I'm just moving on moving forward and I had to do that mom passed and everything hi how are you 
and um, mom passed and everything. And um, what is more for me to do but to grow up and to become a person to live my own life and have my own family and, and move forward and, and get a career for myself. You know, um, I can't just sit there and complain all my life because she's gone. She taught me what she could. She gave me what she could. She gave me the love that she could. Uh, my father and, and grandparents, they gave me the love that they could as well. All I could do is just move on, move forward in my life. Um, I can't believe that it's like I've moved on, but people are still in the same place and still trying to hold me down, keep me back, you know, um, financially, looking for money to give their children the recognition that they don't think that I deserve to be and and stuff like that. Um, people gave up on certain relationships and things like that because they felt like that they didn't need people. You know, they didn't, they, they had egos back then, not me, you know, but, um, I was a child, I just lived my life as a child. What is, what is, is there for me to do? You know, um, but I'm a grown woman now. I'm 54 years old going on 55, you know, and life goes on, you know, um, I didn't get a chance to stick with Janet and, and Michael and them, um, to the rest of the way at the top of their success, but Janet wanted me there with her. Michael wanted me there with him. Michael wanted me there at the Grammys, but they made sure that I couldn't be there. You know, things like that. All those little small things and stuff. But, you know, I got a chance to still be with Michael again at Sony before he passed. And um, when I went to film school, UCLA, and um, Michael, I wanted him in my movie. He was supposed to be the baker and um, set it off. And, and Michael um, did the song Dangerous for my movie. He did Money and um, This Time Around and um, Who Is It um, for my soundtracks for the movie of Set It Off. It didn't get used like it was supposed to. Um, I know that if Michael was in the movie like I wanted him to be in the movie instead of Takashi Bufford, who was my agent, who changed all of that, or... Um, and not have Michael in there, that movie would have made way more than $80 million. It would have made $200 million or more just because it was Michael Jackson's follow-up film from being in The Wiz, you know? Um, And so it would have been a great film with Michael being in there, and I'm sure I would have had a great time with him, and he's a great creator, and I would have loved for Michael to help me produce, write, come up with some more creativity like he does in his music videos, and did in his music videos, and um, it would have been a great collaboration for us to work together, um, me as a first-time first filmmaker and everything. But um, all I can say is that my siblings that I grew up with, with my mom, we all made it. We all made success in our lives. We're all successful. Um, they are all stars. They're successful. They're stars. They're filmmakers. They're singers. Um they're writers, they're producers, um, they're on top, you know, so I made it, they made it, you know, it's all good, you know, things happen, but, um, we had the fire in us to be somebody and want to do better, go to college, so on and so forth, so those things happen for our lives, so we're all comfortable, and, um, life goes on, you know, so, um, we stayed in our own grind and everything. And, and still today, we haven't really been able to really connect totally. But I've been connecting with people because my DNA ancestry allowed me to connect with them. So we're getting back in touch that way, you know, um, because we we lost touch and, and we're able to get back in touch with each other through our DNA. And, um, and that's cool. And then thank you to all of the scientists out there who put the DNA ancestry tests together for people to reconnect. Just like Facebook, people to read and connect with their loved ones that have lost loved ones. Thank you all so much, 23andMe, MyHeritage.com, Ancestry.com, for um, creating such great kits for people to reconnect with their families and, and ancestry and to find their loved ones. So many people were adopted. So many people were put in foster care. So many people, family members died and don't have answers. And we were able to find each other back through our cousins, through our aunts, through our uncles, through our, um, you know, our relatives, you know, find sisters and brothers that we didn't know what we had, you know. So I thank you all scientists for being great scientists 
um, to be able to know how to use these molecules and these DNAs and these cells on how to reach our family history back, not just in the first and second generation, but all the way back to the 7th, 8th, 9th, 10th, 12th, 20th generations and, and 180,000 years ago and, and 5,000 years ago, 10,000 years ago and, you know, 80,000 and 20,000 years ago. So thank you so much for being able to find our tribes um, that we were a part of in Africa and, 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 and to be able to define our history. I really, truly appreciate that because that gave me closure. I always knew who I was as a child. I always knew who I was anyway because I grew up with a diversity of family around me in the first place. I grew up around Asians in my family. I grew up around um, India Indians in my family. Um, I grew up around Native Americans and white people in my family. Those are the people that I were around all the time of different ethnicities. And then when mom died and it just became all black family and all black people around me, I knew something was wrong because that's not how I grew up. My household and my upbringing was always around a diversity of different people of different cultures different complexions it wasn't just like oh just dark skin no when they became all dark skin i knew something was wrong something was going on here because this is this is not it this can't be real so i knew that um and and the attitudes and and the behavior and the you know different things um, of what people um what they what they on what they felt you know their own um way of living and things like that so um I was pretty much almost grown you know when mom passed you know so um um that's about it and I I thank so many people who never forgot about me some of you call me Rosalind some of you call me Roz some of you call me Coco some of you call me Nicole you know um and my name is Nicole you know, and Rosalind as well. My mother named me Nicole Rosalind Elaine. <laughs> My mother, Florence Ballard, named me Nicole. I'm not Nicole Chapman, the light-skinned chick that you've seen on television, that you've seen with Mary Wilson. That's not me. Um, far as I know, I thought her name was Tina when I was growing up. But anyway, but she's Nicole now. But um, I remember LaShonda, LaDon, and Michelle and um, Nicole. I know the difference between Michelle Denise and Denise Michelle as well, you know. And one of them are deceased because they've been deceased since 2007. But um, I just wanted to say that, you know, um, I don't have any problems with anything. You know, I'm, I'm not bothered by anything, you know. Because I, I don't have anything to prove. My, my grandchildren look like my mother's brothers. They look like Cornell. You know, um, they look like other relatives, you know. Um, so there are, there are a lot of things that I'm, I'm not concerned with, you know. Um, it, it's natural for them to look like that because my cousins look like that, you know. Um... But it's okay. I have nothing to prove. I mean, people take sides and they have their favorites and it's cool. And, you know, I have to go where I fit in, where I belong, where I'm loved, who accepts me. And and that's what I've done. You know, I have no hate. I just do my thing. But I am who I am. And I am the child that is on the left in the picture of my mother holding. Wait a minute. No, right of my mother holding little brown skin baby. That's me. So my mother named me Nicole. I've said this quite a few times. I was named Nicole, N-I-C-H-O-L-E, because I was born at night, around midnight, just a little bit after midnight, which is 1 a.m. in the morning, born in the cold, born in December. I was born cold, black, chocolate, brown, with jet black hair, pretty brown. They said I was the most beautiful baby in the nursery. And that's why my mother gave me the name Nicole. I was not born real light skin. I was born brown skin. 
And um, and my mother gave me the name Rosalind because she named me after Rosa Parks, which is the first few letters of the name letter Rosalind is Rosa. So she gave me that. And she gave me the other name, Elaine. They used to say it was going to be Elon at first, but they kind of pronounced it Elon in London. But it's Elaine. And she gave me that because she named me after Queen Elizabeth, whom we also used to go visit as well at the palace. And um, that's the reason why um, I have my name. Nicole Rosalind Elaine and um, that's my name and that's how you also get Renee in my name as well you know so um that's that's it you know um I'm comfortable with that I'm comfortable being who I am I'm comfortable with how I grew up and um there could be two Nicoles there are a lot of Nicoles in our family I'm not the only Nicole in the family it's about maybe five six Nicole's that I know of, that I knew of, you know. Um, there's a lot of um, Deborahs in the family. There's a lot of Lisas in the family. Um, there's a couple Kims in the family, a uh, couple Donalds, a couple Denises, a couple Michelles, you know, a um, couple Tinas, you know, a um, couple Marlene's. You know, um, there there are quite a few uh, of us that had the same name, but I know who I am. I know who I grew up with. You know, and I don't I don't force it because when sometimes I grew up with Floyd Mayweather, and I got a cousin now that that deals with Floyd Mayweather, but Floyd doesn't deal with me anymore. But he deals with her, but um, as a professional, you know. But um, he's been around her a long time professionally. But you know, he was my friend, and I introduced them. Sometimes you show a, pe- a person the way to go, you know, but I had my own agenda. You know, I wasn't a person to stick under Floyd or Robert Kelly or anyone because I grew up with both of them um, from from childhood, you know, to stick underneath them because I'm like, oh, oh my God, they're going to make it big. And when they make it big, I want to be there when they get big and become stars. No, you know, I was there already and they were still the same person to me. So I, I don't see a star today. I don't see a star in R. Kelly. I see him as R. Kelly, just Robert, you know. Um, I see Floyd Mayweather, same Floyd. Floyd Mayweather, I see the same Floyd I grew up with. I don't see Floyd as a star. I'm, I'm proud that he's a, a great international Hall of Famer boxer. I'm proud of that. I'm proud to be a part of their beginnings. But as far as me trying to hang in there and feel like I got to be part of the crowd and... I have to be in the know and I have to take selfies to show everyone we're cool and that he knows me and no, I'm not that type of person. We had selfies, but his girlfriend, Josie, deleted it. (laughs) It was my damn phone anyway. And I left it at his house and Josie was there and and she saw pictures and she deleted it. And she took pictures, I guess, with them and then nosing up in the media but other than that you know yeah we had pictures but you know they got deleted but anyway um those things happen you know but um that's it you know but I I got memories you know and sometimes people acknowledge you sometimes they don't but um way before all this stuff went on with Robert the last time I talked to Robert was 2012 2012, 2012, 2013 was the last time R. Kelly and I really uh, talked a long time on the phone. We called each other like maybe five, six times a day. And we was chatting on the phone, talking for a couple hours and stuff, laughing, having a good time. We were just, you know, just cracking jokes and stuff. Just doing our thing, you know. And um, we just had a good time. We complimented each other on things, on on stuff he always said that I always made him feel good I always like kept him high up and going and when I say keep him high that means keep him in a way he feel good about himself and his self-worth his self-esteem I always made him feel good about himself and things like that and um 
and and he talked about that and um and we just had that type of friendship you know and I've known him a very long time you know so anything that he's going through now doesn't change anything for me he's still my friend you know I, I, I don't know about other stuff but it's all good you know um people have another way of living with them than not what I had you know I, I think about what I had with him and that's my timeline you know uh, same thing with Floyd Mayweather um, he's always been a very good genuine person as well um, he always liked people always wanted to help people he wanted me to live with him when he was buying his first mansion out there in Las Vegas and I was considering it but I was focused on film school in UCLA so I didn't know how to balance that but I was still going to need a place in UCLA, at, um, in L.A. in order to go to college with my daughter and going to school. So I was still going to be between two states, you know, so I still needed a place in UCLA. But, yeah, Floyd came to see on me and check on me when we had the earthquake and stuff to make sure we were all right. And after the earthquake happened and our building was knocked out the foundation and stuff and we had to relocate to a new building, but his door was always open for my daughter and I to come live with him and so on and so forth, you know, and um, and that's just how things were, you know, so um, I, I stayed with him quite a few times, you know, off and on and everything and everything, but um, I didn't make it like a permanent stay, but he came to see me, you know, and his other girlfriends that he had. Um, at the time, going to visit different people and everything, but um, but it's all good. He's still the same person. I mean, you know, he doesn't lie about having girlfriends and things like that. I mean, he's always been open about being with other people. If he was going to be serious with someone, he will always be honest about things like that. That's not a big deal of of anything, you know. Um, but I've always been his ideal wife, though. So, <laughs> uh, last time Floyd and I talked is when he was with the Pacquiao fight. He was training for Pacquiao fight, and he's coming over quite a bit at that time too. And he was like, "You still want to get married?" <laughs> I said, "Yeah, I'll do it." But you know what? I got a lot going on with this last relationship I'm with. You know, that would be bad for me to bring with the drama I'm feeling from this into this right here. You know what I'm saying? You know, but yeah, you know, I'm. Man, you got a special thing. And I always knew and felt that if, if Floyd was ready to marry me, he'll just do it. Let's go. Just let's do it. Oh, low. Let's get it over with. Let's go. Let's make it happen. All right, cool. I'm good. Just make it happen. Come home. You'd be like, I'm done. I, I did it. I'm that girl. And I don't I don't think it would matter what he had going on. If he that wasn't what he wanted for someone else, he'll marry me. You go straight to the altar. Let's go. Let's just do it. Let's make it happen. It's like cool. Jeans, gym shoes, wherever's gonna be. Plain, whatever. <laughs> I know that I'm that type of person he would do that with. Robert too, as well. You know. Um. But that's it. Um. But anyway, I just want to say a little bit of stuff that went on in my life with someone, and I'm just not that type of person. You know, a person feel like you need to come. Um, make things right with them when you've done nothing to them, you know? I mean, make right with someone that you've done wrong to. I mean, like, apologize to my daughter for all the things you've done to my baby, you know? Um, There's just small stuff that people are, are have done, and, and I'm like, well, what's my daughter's phone number and address then? Give it to me if I don't have it, you know? And if you don't give it, then you're not sincere. Get off my phone. Talking all that craziness. So that's just how I am. I'm just not the type of person. I don't, I don't have time for all of that to feed into all that negative stuff in there. You know, want somebody to think they got to come to them. I'm not. No, I'm not doing all that. I'll, I'll praise you for your wrong or what you've done to me. Forgive a person, move on and keep it moving. You know, because you already admitted set up that. You know, you didn't want me in your life anyway. You didn't want to be bothered with me anyway. You know, you got that cut people off, washing your hands to people and all that stuff. Well, go ahead, wash your hands. I got to keep my hands clean too anyway. So life goes on. I don't have time for all that. You know, life goes on. And then people come from the attitude that they feel like they don't never have to say they're sorry to you. 
They don't have to feel like they ever have to say they apologize. It's all good. Life got to go on. I'm not going to harp on it. You know, because I have to go on and do my thing. And when I go on and do my thing and I'm happy living by myself, traveling by myself, seems like it's making people agitated. You know, I live in a good community, nice neighborhoods. Seems like it's making people agitated. I did that on my own as a single parent. Seems like it's making people agitated. I don't know why you're agitated. You got what you want in life. Same thing with my spouse. My husband has done some things to me as well. Like he became a real estate developer. We had some things going on in our marriage. He didn't even buy me a house or build me a house. He did it for another woman who felt like she didn't want me to have what I'm supposed to get. You know, that's another chapter in my life. I ain't even going into that right now, but I'm just saying, you know, things just got to move on, but I'm gonna let you know you wrong. You know, if I feel that something is going on, don't tell me, oh, you crazy, you got a problem. How am I crazy and got a problem and sitting there in front of you? The truth is sitting there in front of you of what I told you, what was going on. So why is she here? All right then, then my instincts was right then. Give me credit for my instincts. That's all you have to do. I was right, let it go. Moving on. You know, men of your culture, I married a Nigerian. I'm a Nigerian-American. He's a Nigerian. He lives it, you know. So I don't, I don't trip, you know. It is what it is, but I let you know what I know and how I feel about it. And you best believe I got a God that I'm close with, the Father in heaven. He lets me know through my prayers what's going on. So you don't have to lie to me about anything. Because he's going to tell me the truth. Because he cannot lie like a man can. There you go. Hello. Well, this is Variety Shonavir for Kashi Media Podcast Live. Giving you some drama in my life commentary of things that has been happening with me. But life goes on. You know what I'm saying? You know, um, you can't just hop on things forever. Just You got to force to be happy. Pursuit to happiness. That's what's important. You got to make yourself happy in any and every kind of way. You know, people like the way I dress. They love my style of dressing. People start wearing the shoes that I wear. Where do you buy your shoes from? You know, I let them know. Hey, like, you know, I do this, this. Everybody don't want people to know where they buy their stuff. But people start dressing like me. That made me feel good. When I start seeing people dressing like me in my style. The spice of life style. You know what I'm saying? The bling bling, Ryan Snow, sneaker style. <laughs> so it's all good and everything, you know? I need to start branding it with my name on there, though. But um, I just wanted to say, you know, hang in there, people. Because I'm not alone. You're not alone. We all go through drama in our relationships. But you don't have to stay there. People don't want you, don't want you in your life. You got to move on, got to move forward. When you end up in a place and you by yourself like I am right now, I'm in the park by myself doing this live commentary to you. It feels good right now. I'm in the park. It's quiet. It's beautiful. It's misty. The, the breeze is good. The air is good. It feels good. There's no drama here. People just relaxing, meditating, walking their dogs, playing tennis. Looking at the kids running around on the playground, the little toddlers. You know, people doing a little gardening around here and stuff. It's all good. It's beautiful. Enjoy that peace. Enjoy your space. Enjoy your life in every capacity. Buy yourself the best food you want to eat. Drink the best water, alkaline 9.5 water. Give yourself the best of anything in everything in life. The best vitamins, the best spirituality, the best of everything that you want. Clothing, if you want to buy it, make it, create it, whatever. Do whatever it is in your space that make you happy consistently. Not happiness just for your birthday on one day, but make your birthday a holiday and every day a celebration of your life celebrate your life every day not just once a year for your birthday but every day 
you wake up, say, I thank you, my feet, for being able to wiggle my toes and be able to get up off the bed and stand up on my knees, my legs. Thank you. Thank you, my heart, for beating. Thank you for my eyes opening and being able to see. Thank you for my ears being able to hear. Thank you for my mouth, my tongue being able to move in my mouth so I can speak. So on and so forth. Because there are a lot of people that can't do that right now. But be thankful. And those that can't do do those things but just lay there and can hear, still say, thank you, God. I'm still able to open my eyes. I can't hear, but I can feel you. I think I know what's going on. But I know there's a miracle around me. But people know when it's their time to go, they're going to be free still. They're still going to float like a, a butterfly, like a dove. And they're still going to be free in the wind and flow and glide with the wind. You know what I'm saying? So be happy when you become that perch star back up in the heavens. So then you have your story of life to tell of this lifetime that you had. Because we all got a story to tell. Life is beautiful because there are stars that were not able to be born because it was destroyed because of man saying they didn't have a right to be here. But you were a winner through all the sperm and egg came you and you end up having life and experiences in life that you can write about, preach about, talk about. And then when you die, you be a star up in the heavens with all those other stars just bright and shiny and clear. And you can say, so what happened to you in your life? Child, let me tell you, it's going to take a lifetime of this. Why? Because in this world right here, it's forever lasting. So we got forever to tell this story. You know what I'm saying? So it's all good. Moving on to the next plane. You feel me? So keep it going, y'all. Keep it moving. And you ain't got to cry if you don't want to. I don't cry all the time. I stopped crying a long time ago. But it don't mean that I'm too strong to cry. I cry when the body wants me to cry. Put it that way, when emotions are there. But I get to crying on certain movies. When I see my relatives who have written movies about me particularly, and then let me know that y'all didn't forget about me and y'all remember everything about me even my favorite kind of candies and stuff I love you thank you guys I love it so much <laughs> I ain't gonna say your name cause I want people to know I'm gonna keep it to myself because if you was Nicole you would know what I'm talking about <laughs> but anyway um, that's it y'all thank you for listening this is Variety Shining Verify Kashi Media Podcast Live. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you. Bye-bye.